Hey, and welcome to Game Talk. I'm your host, Ammon Mion. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And the biggest thing of note that happened since the last time we recorded was the Xbox Studios first-party game reveal event. And, um, yeah, I think we got a little over an hour of games, or maybe it was under an hour, roughly an hour of games, and... uh, I certainly have some opinions, but I think overall, I was kind of lukewarm on it. I was expecting more, but I, I we can give our opinions, brief opinions, and then go a little more in-depth. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I was watching it, waiting to see something that was going to be like, oh, yeah, of, of course, uh, you know, of course this makes Xbox competitive with the PS5, but, like, that didn't really happen. So for me, or actually, Mike, do you want to give your impression really quick? I mean, Halo Infinite looked like it'd be a fun game to play, but God, did it look awful graphically. See, I don't, I don't really agree with that. I didn't think the graphics were bad. I didn't like the look of the villain, but that was uh, a little, take, okay. So I'll take here. I've never liked the look of a Halo villain, but like. I, that's fine. I think that's obviously, I think, the the biggest story and what we should probably get into first. Halo Infinite, right? So so I'm a massive fan of Halo 3, right? So, like, I played Halo 3 like it was my religion uh, back when it came out for, for several years, right? And then I tried the Halos after that. I tried, you know, Reach and 4 and 5. And none of them really enraptured me like Halo 3 did. I never actually went back and played 1 and 2. It was just 3, but, like... Based you off should, three, now that the MCC is out. Right, I should. But based off three, like, and I still play three on my Xbox One. Like, I I love Halo Three. I have uh, heard a lot of people saying two is better than three recently. Yeah, and it very well might be. I just never, I've never played two. So. Yeah. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm still on Halo One. <laughs> really working my way through it slow. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the point I'm getting at is that like this, uh, the Halo Infinite presentation was what I was most excited about for this Xbox conference. And I don't know why I believe that, like, I thought this would be the one. I I thought, like, for some reason, you know, Microsoft would be firing on all cylinders and Halo Infinite would be, like, the Breath of the Wild moment for the Halo series. I mean, Um, I I don't know that... I feel like story is really important to a Halo game, I feel like. And I could be way off base saying that. But just for, you it, know, it certainly was for the original trilogy, right? Like the whole fanfare around three of finishing the fight—that was yeah. So but like three felt like the end of it to me. It, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, it, it feels a lot like I, I don't know if you guys have watched Supernatural or how much you know. I'm really placing myself into a fandom here, but like it feels like you know, it feels like it's going on like Supernatural did, where like nobody cares about the villain anymore. We just yeah, want to see Master Chief. Doesn't that show have stuff. like over twenty seasons? No, the fifteenth and final season is wrapping up later this year. Final season, oh. yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, and I, it's it's okay. I, it, I, they, they actually wrote a decent ending for it, but you know, it, we had to sit through the Leviathans, which were uh, it was a monster they fought that was killed by a cleaning product. It was unbearable. <laughs> okay, um, but like where Halo is concerned, like I always felt like I I get it right, like Halo. Halo is synonymous with Xbox almost to the extent Mario is synonymous with Nintendo. Like, so, like, clearly after Bungie stopped working on it, like, they wanted to keep it alive, but I I just wonder if... 
due to the obviously you know finance driven nature of these things like will this happen to every other franchise like also, when, I think we, it's, when we inevitably get an uncharted 5 is it going to be lackluster because naughty dog's not making it you know like because these ips oh, i don't think will die right because yeah, it, it money has will be i think you're out of your yeah. mind if you think we're gonna like that Uncharted Five will ever live up to a Naughty Dog Uncharted. I mean, yeah. it happened to Spyro I mean, it, too. It won't, it won't. There was a time when Spyro was synonymous with a uh, PlayStation. Yeah, and you know, for Spyro game was garbage. I but, feel like this is this generation is Microsoft's last stand as a console producer. With last gen not doing so hot, I think this is the generation they need to make like a stand. But here's the thing. They've already kind of tipped their hand. at Like, they're way more interested in software than hardware, yeah, right? Yeah, I was like, going to yeah. say, they don't agree with you, Mike. They're only a console producer because they want you to have something to play their games on, it feels like. like they're, I feel like I this mean, might with, be the with last X Cloud, generation of Xboxes, though. With, with xCloud happening, there's they're already, like... They're, they're treating Xbox like a PC at this point. Yeah. In in so far as like they're trying to give you the high fidelity PC gaming experience, but you don't have to build a PC. Exactly. That, that's what the Series X looks like it's trying to do. And see, that's another that's a great point you make, Connor, and that's another reason why I was disappointed in Halo Infinite. Okay. So from a gameplay perspective, I think it looks fine. You know, like personally I don't I like my Halo to be a little old school. I don't like the grappling hook. Maybe in other games it'll be fun, but I don't want it in Halo, but that's whatever. Yeah, it's really weird. When I saw when I saw the Doom Eternal was having a grappling hook in it, I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be sick." But when I saw Master Chief do it, I was like, "Oh, they're really doing that, huh?" Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, it just maybe doesn't it's just work. Halo Halo's not a game about movement at all. It never it's, has. It's been. not. You know, it's but like maybe that's just the Halo Three purity in me coming out. But what I was getting at is that Xbox Series X and Microsoft has positioned that console specifically on power, power, power. This is where you play the most powerful games. Like, that's their whole shtick so far with the Series X. So you can't really open your big first-party games conference with Halo Infinite looking like that. You know, like, it it really was contrary to their message of, like, this is where the highest fidelity games are played on the Series X. And that kind of bothered me. See, I did not think it looked bad. It it, it didn't it look looked bad, like the bad, kind of but game it just you would looked, have to have it, to run at four K sixty FPS on anything, you know? Like it, it looked like an I Xbox mean, One game. Compare that to their Hellblade like engine trailer. Like you know what I mean? Like there's a stark difference there. And it I don't know if that's just you know, like obviously the game's still like several months out. Who knows? Maybe like they'll get a graphical bump. When it, when it releases, but I think Microsoft has to know, like, like this. Obviously, this is getting immense blowback, right? And like, it's mostly because of the visuals, you know. And obviously, Craig, which we can get into, but I mean, I I still don't get it. I think the game looks good. I don't I, understand the hate on the visuals. I don't no, no, think. It okay, looks so more. I think it looks good, right? But like, I think what people are expecting is like. This is their flagship first-party game. They wanted to be wowed by it, and I certainly. I mean, what, what did they want? A bunch of like god rays around? Like, I don't know. Like, you're walking around an open world. What are they gonna add? Reflections everywhere. Like, it would be tacky. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I like because that's the big thing you get from ray tracing. But like, if you overdo it, that looks like garbage. But I don't think like it's not just a ray tracing issue. It's just like their general like. Like, I feel like the asset quality wasn't quite there, and I feel like 
there was there was popping everywhere with the grass and we were told over and over again that the ssd would fix that problem and it's just it was well, weird. i didn't notice the popping i oh yeah like and it's not even far away like grass right next to like the first person camera is popping in and it looks really really weird and bizarre huh uh and i feel like honestly this is my guess completely uneducated guess but I feel like Halo Infinite just isn't ready, and Microsoft wants 343 to put it out for the Xbox Series X launch. And we know Halo Th- Infinite is going to be more of like um, a Destiny-like in the sense that they're saying there are not going to be more Halo games after this. They're saying that this is like Halo as a platform, and they're just going to add on to it from now on. Oh, I hate that. Uh, so that A live that, service uh, Halo? I, I don't want to call it a live service, because I still feel like it's like a... Like, you know, like a full game with a campaign and a multiplayer component. But, like, they're saying that this is the final Halo and it'll just be added on to forever. Uh, well, I mean, there's a good chance that any of these could be the final Halo, regardless of their plans. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I don't know. Like, like th- the Internet is most upset about the visuals. They didn't offend me. I certainly expected more. And I, I think just thought the gameplay looked boring. Like, it looked... Gameplay if you put generic, it next to Halo, which Halo really, 5 to me, I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Like the the biggest offensive to me, like the gameplay just looked it, it looked fun, but it I don't know, like it just didn't feel Halo to me. See, I can't yeah. agree with that. I, I this is the the biggest crime I think of this entire uh, this entire show. I didn't think a single game they showed looked fun, and that's not the game's fault. I thought every single one of these trailers was just kind of poor. So that that that's the thing. Like I, Microsoft showed so many CG trailers and barely any gameplay. Like we got a decent meaty Halo Infinite gameplay and we got some Forza gameplay, but that was it. Like, yeah, and the the Halo gameplay they showed didn't make sense to me because like it wasn't like Halo has bombastic, exciting moments. But they showed Master Chief walking around a field shooting a couple guys. Like, yeah, this this wasn't anything special. Like. Like, at least if you're going to show off a mission, like, I, I think back to Sony's E3, like, a few years ago, when they showed off Uncharted 4, and they showed off that crazy set piece in the Jeep. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what so I'm thinking of, because like Halo like, has sure, stuff like that. Like, I'm Halo sure has the Warthog escape sequence. I will say, though, overall, like, from an audio perspective, I enjoyed what I heard from the Halo gameplay. Like, it sounded like Halo to me. Yeah, the gun sounded good. But, yeah, I... I I don't know. It was such a bizarre I mean, choice. Like I, I think I really it's likely that you're right, Amid, that uh, that the game's not ready because that seems to be a trend with 343 is releasing games that aren't ready, which could easily be Microsoft forcing 343 to release games that aren't ready. I think like, you know because the Master Chief Collection wasn't ready when it came out. I mean, at all. Honestly, I would much prefer if if, if they're adamant on you know like. Halo Infinite is the, you know, launch title to get with Xbox Series X. They've been saying that for a while now. If it's not ready, delay the Series X, like, straight up. I, like, if a Series X launches with a massive Halo game, I'm there day one, you know, like. I just but, don't, I don't know. If that was the most interesting thing they had to show, I don't think Infinite's ever going to be a massive Halo game. It just looked like a Halo game, which is fine. Halo games are fun, don't get me wrong. But, like, making a Halo game open world does not make it more fun to me at all. Not at I, all. Like, that's not I what I want that. for Halo at all. Which, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hear ODST made it interesting, and I haven't played that yet. But, I don't know. I've played, a, I've actually, in the past couple weeks, I've played a lot of open world games, 
And the entire time I was playing them, I was thinking to myself, man, Breath this would be really cool if I knew where to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, if this was a linear, like, this game, like, so many games just don't have enough to fill out the open world. But I'll, I'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> but speaking on open world games, Connor, really quick, I think you're onto something there. I'm kind of over them, too, honestly. Oh, I think, yeah, no, I like, am. We've just been so saturated with so many open world I mean, there, world there are games that need to be open world. You hand me a Spider-Man that's not open world, I don't know what you're doing. But, like, I'm, Watch Dogs I'm, 2 did not do anything for me with the Watch open Dogs world. Watch Dogs 2 felt like a good open world. Like, there was it, enough enjoyable about it, and there wasn't... I hate when I open an open world game and I look at the map, and it's just full of icons of things that I need to do. See, but that's, like, almost I every open world that. game at this point. Like, they're so template yeah, and like, Watch Dogs like, 2 was a great game. I Like, gameplay-wise, I thought that game was pretty fun. Had some issues with the writing, but we kind of already talked about that. Mike Mike went over it. But, like, yeah. my beef with it was that, like, it didn't feel confident in its open world. Like, a couple of times they would tell you uh, the same thing they do in Spider-Man, where they're like, hey, you know, we need some time on this. Chill in our open world. And I wouldn't even have time to drive anywhere. Like, it'd be less than five minutes. And they'd be like, hey, we need you to get back to base. We're ready for the next story mission. And, like, you know, I just kept kind of thinking, like, man, what if they, instead of doing an open world, just made more of these, like, places you had to sneak into and hack and stuff? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I... The open decision-making was very cool, but I think maybe a couple of big worlds instead of one massive open world would have been to their benefit. Ubisoft really has this, like, stereotypical open world that they started doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it in Watch Dogs, but they did, have done it in almost every Far Cry game, and I think they're doing it in Assassin's Creed now. Where yeah, they'll give for you sure. like hundreds upon hundreds of things to do, but none of them are fun. They're just See, things to check off that, the list. Because I did almost everything in Watch Dogs too. No, Watch like, Dogs two did it right, but I'm yeah, I didn't feel like there was right. an abundance of content there. I felt like there was a healthy amount, which made me feel like you know maybe this open world, you know, there wasn't that much in it, which was fine because. I didn't want really any more than they did, but there were, like, entire areas where the story never touched. Yeah, I mean, I think, especially after, like, Skyrim came out, everyone and their mother was making open-world games, and I think that's going to start changing now, because I think people really are getting a little... That's, that's, isn't, like, the map made it look like Halo Infinite was supposed to be that, right? So I don't think it is. I think, like, it's going to have, like, maps, right? Like, it's going to have, like, maps for missions, and, like, those... Open-ended maps I can get yeah, behind. Like, that could be very cool. Yeah, like uh, kind of like in uh, it, like wide linear, like Naughty Dog likes to say, like for Uncharted 4. Yeah, okay. That, that's um, got potential. Yeah, so, but still, like, I don't know. I'm not feeling this game right now, and I hope it turns out good. Like, I don't really care about the graphics. If it's fun, like, I'll be there day one, because I, I'm yearning for that Halo sensation again like i miss that but like this did not really inspire confidence and also i feel like we gotta mention craig craig is that the villain no craig's the brute so the the really cringy like brute like have you seen all the memes connor there have been i don't i am not plugged into the halo community yeah oh no it's everywhere it's it's just everywhere this is one of those things that transcends the halo community like it should be everywhere like i've seen it everywhere it's there's a scene where a Master Chief is shooting at a brute, and it comes into melee range. And there's a still right there where there's just this blank-faced brute. That's Craig. Craig is... Craig is really... 
really thinking of his current state in the banished army and whether or not he should keep doing this or go back home to his family. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like that very moment. Oh, it, you see, I had seen images of this guy. I thought this was a picture of the villain. No, that's Craig. Actually, I thought it was a picture of the villain, too. So I, I think you're right, though, Mike. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's just weird, man. Like, like that weird close-up they did when the villain did the monologue, it was just bad. Like, it was cringy. I gotta I wonder thought, if like, this was even just, running on a Series X. Like, the demo you know, they, that they, they were said, showing? They said, like, apparently nothing we saw was actually running on a Series X. They were all running on PCs, which... Which makes me think they should even look better, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, the Halo true. Three brutes look better than the Halo Infinite brutes. And I think that I don't know, like, like I've watched several comparison videos between, like, you know, like Halo Three, Halo Reach, Halo Infinite, and it's just like the smallest things. Like, even the armor is more like vibrant and alien in the old Halo games. I think it's just, I hate that's to say just, this, but I feel Bungie's like it's just touch. Bungie. Yeah, I feel like it's Three Four Three is just not as good as Bungie. Like I. I think that's it. You know what I think is weird? That Bungie left Halo and then did the whole space opera thing just yeah, again. It, it is kind of weird. I that's a that's a, a tangent that we don't have to go into right now. But I was thinking about that the other day. Like, man, if you didn't want to do this, like, you should have. It would have been nice if you just kept making Halo because it needs you badly. It did. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I, people are not too hot on Halo Infinite, and I. And I, I hope 343 is listening, and I hope and, – and it may be out of their control. Like we said, like they may be forced to release it in whatever state it's in when Series X comes out. But I hope they get to make the game their – Yeah, I mean what what I will say is 343 is good for it. They will finish it. They, they've Look pretty the much proved that to me that yeah. even if they have to release a game in a terrible state, they're not going to give up on it. Right. You know, They're still fixing the MCC. I mean, side note: the MCC is brilliant now. Like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I like it on PC. It's although I typically play it uh, on controller. I realized Halo just isn't oh, as yeah. fun on ha- keyboard and mouse. Halo is oh yeah, no, Halo is meant for controller. But yeah, I mean, like right after I saw that, like it kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit, and then like it didn't help that. You know, like afterwards, we'll, we'll get into the rest of the conference later, but like afterwards, there was like a rumor going around that they're going to ship multiplayer and the campaign separately. And I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. That's enough. I mean, I'd be happy with that because that just means I have to install less on my PC because I'm not installing that multiplayer. I don't care. I, I just don't play my Halo multiplayer at all. Like most most games, I'm like, I'm with you, Connor. Like, I only care about the single player and don't care about the multiplayer. Like, all of the Call of Duties, I'm like that. But for Halo, I'm straight up the opposite. I love multiplayer in Halo. But when they say ship, do they mean sell or do they mean download? Because them being separate apps is a good thing. That's an no, objective No, I mean, like, thing. they're saying it, like, won't be there at launch. Like, the multiplayer won't be there at launch. The campaign. Oh, that's weak. But, that's again, weird. that's that's a rumor. Don't take that. Yeah, I also saw a rumor that originally it was going to be open world, like the full Halo ring. And, like, yeah, I like to think, you know, cleaner heads prevailed, and that's just not going to happen. Because <laughs> it's a bad yeah, idea. I don't know. Like, who knows what's happening in, at 343 right now? But, uh, I wish them the best of luck, honestly. But, like, I feel like we should move on, or we're never yeah, going to get through the. <laughs> just moving on Conference. from this. Uh, well, I feel like Halo Infinite needed a big. Oh, yeah, it did, but, you know. But, you know, I, they showed Forza, which 
isn't really my cup of tea, but it looked pretty neat. Like it looked yeah, really I've heard pretty a lot of people had say, ray tracing. Like, even if you don't like racing games, if you have Game Pass and a beefy PC or a Series X, you should check out Forza just because it's available to you. And I kind of get that. Like, yeah, it's a I, game I, where you can just sit back and say, wow, PC good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and the trailer they showed, uh, I didn't I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was ray traced out the wazoo. At least it, I saw yeah. like, like reflections. And yeah, stuff. I mean, it looked, it did not look like it was being rendered in real time, but they said it was, right? Actually, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. I I thought they did. But, I, I mean, you know, let, let, let's be real. Like, Forza games always look brilliant. I'm sure if that wasn't real, like, it's pretty darn close it's, to what it's, it's going to look close, like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those games are pretty, and like, those are games that like, Actually, I don't even know if that's true. I feel like metal and stuff are one of the easier things to make look like you can make a shiny and make it look really good in games. Not that that's anything against the Forza devs, because those games are just a joy to look at. But like, if you're going to pick a game that's going to be the thing that shows how graphically impressive your console can be, Forza's a good pick. Yeah. but It just has a lot of opportunities to show the new tech. So. Yeah, for sure. But I was just going to say, like after Forza, we didn't see any gameplay, which... Which really kind of grinds my gears, right? Like, we basically just saw CGI trailers, right? And we saw, like, a CGI trailer for Everwild. And, I mean, it looks cool as a concept, but afterwards, like, Rare came out and said that we don't really even know what gameplay we want for this game yet. And when, and that just tells me that this isn't even really a game yet. Like, this is just an idea. Yeah, and we know how Rare, well, at least old Rare, iterates on ideas. I mean, the way... I think m- most people who are plugged into this stuff know the history of Banjo-Kazooie and how many massive, massive changes it went through in development. But, yeah, I mean, that was a little disappointing to hear, but I'm sure when it comes out, it'll be brilliant because Rare. It's, it's Rare. I don't know. Um, I, I don't trust Rare to release brilliance anymore, but I trust them to eventually find it. The Sea of yeah. Thieves released, and it wasn't that great, but I have played... Even when I first started picking up Sea of Thieves, I wasn't super impressed, but they've released some amazing stuff lately. That game's very fun now. I mean, Sea of Thieves is massive now, right? Yeah. Actually, since it released on Steam, it's been huge on there, too. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they added, like... Uh, I don't I don't want to rant about Sea of Thieves for too long, but they added these... Uh, uh, some of the Tall Tales I played, I got really turned off. Some of the early ones were kind of boring, but the, the newer ones they're doing, they're like hour-long missions you can do, and they're just amazing they have like actual riddles that you have to do you actually feel like you're you actually feel like you're playing a game whereas you know a lot of the riddles you do normally feel like you're like geocaching except not as good yeah i mean i I think rare's sort of getting back in the groove after their huge slump you know like where they made like connect games and stuff yeah uh and i think you know sea of thieves is definitely a good indication and i i i do believe everwild will be good it's just like are we gonna see it in 2025 like yeah yeah it's uh that's that's a question mark and let's see moving on from that we we briefly saw and this is out of order i'm just going based off memory but we briefly saw hellblade 2 again i was really hoping we'd get gameplay this time because they released that you know that insane trailer at like the game awards when they revealed the series x but this was an even smaller trailer than that that trailer, I think. Like, it was just... Hellblade's one of those... Have you played the first one? No, but I want to. See, my stance on Hellblade is I don't think they should show anything. The fact that they're making a second one is more than enough reason to buy it. 
that's how that if you you're gonna I, I just trust them after the first yeah. one. I trust them blindly, and I will. I don't want to see anything because that's fair. It's just the kind of game anything could spoil. Like even spoiling the tone they're going for could be a spoiler. I feel like for me, I, I'm particularly sensitive to spoilers. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I feel like they're not going to tackle the same thing in this one as the last one. But knowing how they handled things in the last one, I'm excited to see it. There, you know, there were some boring things in the first one, like puzzles that weren't very fun. But I, I will absolutely check it out because I think that's just an interesting project. Yeah. We also um, got uh, new Fable. Yeah. At yeah, the end, end they teased Fable. That's which, probably which, the one I'm most likely to check out on release day. Which is. I don't know, like, when they did their one more thing thing... Oh, that's like, not true. Psychonauts 2. Jeez, Psychonauts 2. Oh, we got gameplay for Psychonauts 2. Did we? I don't remember. Yeah, quite a bit, and that game looks... Mm, so I really don't know anything about Psychonauts, but you can you can talk to that. It's a it's a fun 3D platformer. That's really what there is to it. It uh, The original had some... Um, you're basically this kid named Raz, and you go to what's called Psychonaut Camp, and Psychonauts are, like, psychics, and uh, you have psychic powers, you can set stuff on fire with your mind, you can shoot little, like, mind blasts, you have this thing called a psi bubble, thing, or a thought bubble, it might be called, I don't remember, that you can, like, roll around on to go faster, and uh, it's super fun, you can do, like, acrobatics, it's, like, one of the old uh, types of platformers where if you fall in water, you get hurt. <laughs> which is whatever <laughs> but uh basically you get this door that you throw on people's heads and then yeah raz puts on his goggles and floats into their minds and then like you get a world that is also a character essentially like you know but they, they're able to really really flesh out these characters because you literally run around in their minds you can find um stuff called baggage that like tells you a backstory about them and uh, you actually have to find that around and it's like little presented as little slideshows but there's also like really good environmental storytelling like you know essentially these characters have trauma and stuff that you can kind of learn about just by looking around the environment because their head you know turns a certain way you know, there there's some famous ones in the in the back half of the game you actually uh go into an asylum and you have to go into a bunch of uh mentally ill patients heads and uh, uh you know it's kind of wild that they went into those in my opinion extremely dangerous waters but I, I felt like they handled everything super well raz as a character is incredibly compassionate to the people what i don't like is that it, maybe it simplifies mental health a little bit because you kind of go into these people's heads and cure them which i don't love but it's definitely fun and interesting and one of those levels is like one of the most iconic levels in all of 3d platforming called the milkman conspiracy and it also has like elements of like point and click adventure stuff sort of it has some puzzles kind of like that but presented as also a 3d platformer so i personally don't get bored because i don't like i like those puzzles but i don't really like point and click adventures very much mm-hmm it's really fun. I would absolutely... Psychonauts 1 holds up today, and actually still, like, if you play it on a PC in a modern resolution, that game looks good still. Sweet. And, yeah, Psychonauts 2, I mean, 
I, honestly, after watching the gameplay, I have no doubt in my mind it's going to be good. I don't know how good, but it's going to be, you know, a, a minimum six or seven out of ten, probably eight or yeah, nine. And Double Fine makes really good games, so yeah, and, and there's so much passion, you know, all yeah. the yeah, it's going to be um, a good game. But yeah, Mike, you briefly brought up um, Fable, and they ended the show with that, which everyone knew Fable was coming, so I was expecting like that last announcement to be more of a surprise thing, maybe like the Initiatives game, because they're working on like a super secret, like they're calling it a quadruple A game, whatever that means. Oh my god, uh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but um, it's the second yeah, Strands type I mean, game. Fable, like <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, um. Fable, like, I enjoyed Fable a lot, but it was never, like, mind-blowing. I feel like this this Fable, it's being made by Playground Games, who make the Forza Horizon games. Like, they're, so they're branching out from, like, these racing sims to make the new Fable, and I think that's really interesting. So I'm, I, I think their take on Fable is going to be very, maybe, unique, and I think it might be the evolution that franchise needs. Yeah, but I can't garner too much because all we got was a cg trailer i i'm in a weird position where i really 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 wanted the first fable game as a kid but my parents wouldn't buy it for me and now i am 23 and have never played a, a fable game and this like where this is in game pass that you know i'm gonna play it i'm probably gonna play all these games at least for a couple minutes yeah so yeah and i think that that's a really good point that's the biggest takeaway from this conference is that all of these games are on you know game pass day one right and yeah yeah so that's the wild thing i will play all of these games regardless like yeah and that's I mean, incredible and that's just such an incredible value like game pass was an incredible value last year but like going forward geez yeah it's 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 insane i i, uh, I think that you would be just out of your mind to get an Xbox right now and not have Game Pass. It really doesn't make sense, you know, like objectively, like from a monetary perspective. You're just unless like you only play like maybe one game a year or something. Yeah, I like. mean, if you're one of those people that just play like you have an if Xbox, you know but you your want Xbox Halo. Is, your Xbox is a Destiny machine, and that's it. Yeah. But even if you play like four games a year, like then suddenly Game Pass is looking like a pretty good value. Yeah, because it's like fifteen bucks a month, right? Yeah, for that's for ultimate. I think it's less for mm, uh yeah. Ultimate for, just bundles in live, right? Uh I thought they both or, sorry, did. not Ult yeah, Ultimate has console. Game Pass console and Game Pass PC and maybe bundles in live. Okay. And the rumors are that you're not going to need live anymore next gen. I've seen. Yeah, that but would be I don't know well, how reliable I think they're just going to fold that into Game Pass, right? So yeah, yeah which I makes think sense. Would be a very good move cuz that was um you know, I knew I, I didn't know if my friend was interested in Game Pass, but I knew he would want Xbox Live, and he hadn't had it for a while. So that was what I got him for Christmas. I got him like a couple months of, you know, because it was like super cheap and stuff. You know, it was a, a reasonable gift to get a friend at the time. Game Pass was because it was like, you know, deeply cut on sale. And uh, because of that, we've played more games the past, you know, the past nine months or whatever than we have in like years just because we both have access to this catalog of games and that's another thing that game pass gives you i don't 
it takes much less convincing to get one of my friends to play a game with me because there's no financial risk. You know, they just download it and if they don't like it, they delete it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brilliant move and I definitely think like like it has to be answered by its competitors, Microsoft's competitors in some fashion. It has to. Yeah. Uh, which is all around it just means good things for the consumer, right? Like Well, I really think the only person who I would expect to answer it is Sony cuz like you don't think what? Nintendo would bother? No. Like that? No. I guess, you know, Nintendo plays in their own world. I mean, Nintendo already thinks that they are, I'm sure. They think that their Nintendo Online with NES and SNES games is absolutely uh, uh, the same. <laughs> I guarantee that they think that. Oh, God, Nintendo. But, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that can't be understood. Game Pass, uh, I, I feel like this was almost like a conference for Game Pass more than it was for Series X, you know? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I did not walk away from this thinking like, man, I need a Series X. I walked away thinking like, man, I really like that I have Game Pass. Yeah. And like, I walked away thinking like, and I think that's what they wanted you to walk away with, right? Like, I'm pretty they, sure they're gonna raise the price here soon because I think I'm like grandfathered <laughs> in to only be paying like four bucks a month or something. Jeez, what? Yeah, on uh, Game Pass PC is in beta, so it's far cheaper than. Console. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I think it's like t- ten bucks on console and fifteen bucks for Ultimate. Yeah, that sounds right. Which, which gives you both. And I think it's going to go up to like 10 bucks on PC here soon. And like, after this conference, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to still have it. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. And if they if they include xCloud on Ultimate, which I believe they are, uh, I'll probably get that. I'll probably upgrade to that so that I can play the console. Because like, some games get put on Game Pass console, but not on Game Pass PC. And I might upgrade to Ultimate so that I can play those. On xCloud. So. Yeah. Yeah, xCloud is another, I think, cool X factor that Microsoft has going that they really, I feel like they haven't talked too much about it lately, but I'm excited to see it come back into the forefront. Yeah, I'm pulling this out of nowhere, but I like to think that they're, like, on the verge of, like, getting it and it being, like, it it actually meeting the, the promise of cloud gaming. And they're like, well, let's wrap this up before we show everybody and they're gonna they're gonna pull out this negative one millisecond <laughs> delay stuff. Like, yeah, I, I I see that coming too. Like, oh, we know, you know, we read your mind. We know which button you're gonna push before you press it, and you know, <laughs> but you might as well put the controller down. We already know what you're gonna try to do. Like, I don't know. But yeah, getting back into the games themselves because there's still more, and I feel like we, we yeah, should probably get into them. Yeah. yeah. I, I I personally was most impressed with Obsidian, what they showed. Even though like they didn't really show like wasn't it? They just showed an Outer Worlds DLC, right? No, they showed three things: the Outer Worlds DLC, which I really couldn't care less about. Yeah, but then, me neither. But then they showed Grounded, which looked like a really neat multiplayer. That's out today, game. isn't it? Yeah, it's out. Yeah, and it's and it's doing really well, like in early access and everything. It was like number two on Twitch or something like that. Yeah, it's also and it looked really planet. cool. I thought it was a really neat idea, actually. Um, I didn't like the art style. I uh, that's kind of the only thing that it was turned kind me of Fortnitey, right? <laughs> yeah, it seemed kind of Fortnitey to me. Which I mean, I get it. Like everyone's wants a piece of that pie. But I think the the thing that impressed me most, which you know, obviously it was just a CG trailer, but avowed, like uh, it's their next like 
big like RPG, first person RPG. And it was very, it gave me like Elder Scrolls-y vibes. And like it, I thought like, I don't know, Avowed looked really, really cool to me. But obviously like we know next to nothing about that game because like it wasn't really shown. Yeah. I don't know, like Mike, you know, I know you're, you're into Obsidian's games, right? I've only played New Vegas. That was the last Obsidian game I played. Ah, okay. Outer Worlds looked boring. It actually kind of did. I mean, Outer I watched. I watched a lot of it. Outer uh, Worlds, like I played it to completion. It's a solid, I think, seven out of ten. Like it's it's pretty really? good, but it's nothing remarkable in my in my book. See, is that yeah, that, that shows the difference in our scale because a seven out of ten is pretty remarkable to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we just have different ways of thinking about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you're a lot harsher than me too. <laughs> Maybe. Um, like, a 5 out of 10 is a game that I liked, but, like, not totally sure I would re- recommend to a lot of people. Yeah. For me, so. So, yeah, Obsidian's sort of, I, I think that was a little highlight for me of of the whole thing. Like, just based off the potential I saw there. Um, Another call out to how beautiful Game Pass is. I just said that I wasn't interested in this game, but it's only 3.73 gigs, so I'm downloading it and I'm going to play it anyway. Nice. <laughs> Are any of you into State of Decay? No. They showed. No, State and I of thought Decay that trailer was really boring. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty big game for them, like a, like a franchise for them, right? But like, yeah. I, it never really interested me. But they did, you know, they showed State of Decay three. What is with um zombie games in the past like five years? Ever like, since The Walking Dead became popular, like zombie game, we've never stopped getting zombie games. But their trailers are all shot exactly the same. It's like, oh, person doing this fairly normal thing, and then suddenly zombies, and the trailer's over. Like, I think, I mean, that like, is such a common. Here's the trailer. thing, though. I think it works, right? Because like zombie media I, is just insanely popular. Like people, I don't think it works. It up. tells you nothing about the game. It it literally tells me, oh, it's another zombie game. Cool. I, honestly, I think for like a lot of people, that's enough. I hate that. <laughs> um, People so, are sheep. So just to, to go um, over some of the, the rest of the games that were shown, uh, the medium? Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It looked mysterious. I, I don't really have too much else to say. I, I know Stalker 2 was, looked kind of, you know, like was kind of popular. But like, I don't really know too much about Stalker. It looked, you know, freaky. And I guess if you're into that sort of thing, that's cool. And I they did do like a Fantasy Star Online 2 announcement. I don't know if that did anything for you, Connor. Yeah. Um. I mean, basically, it told me to quit playing Fantasy Star Online 2. That's what it told me. Because the better version will be out in less than a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Because yeah. that's not like... I don't know why that wasn't called Fantasy Star Online 3. Because essentially... Like, from what I was reading, your character does not transfer over, your unlocks do not transfer over, your items do not transfer over, your money does not transfer over. It's not the same game. Yeah. But it looked good. So, like, yeah, I'm just going to hold out because I feel like I'm wasting my time playing Fantasy Star Online 2 now. Like, I haven't been playing it much anyway. So, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like... Yeah, speaking of like, you know, like we, sh- we Fantasy Star Two Online Two is like an ever-present thing that just keeps evolving. We saw Destiny Two also at this conference, which kind of surprised me because they've kind of ever since you know they were with Activision, they were always with like Sony first. Yeah, but I so think that's getting out of the Game Pass, right? 
Uh, I, yeah, I believe it, so. Yeah, it will it will support. Yeah, on on Series X, Xbox One, and X Cloud. Yeah, uh, at 4K 60, which is really cool. I think Destiny needs to be played in 4K 60, which is why I really haven't touched it and I'm waiting for PS5 to resume. Really? Why do you think it needs to be played in 4K 60? It just the the footage I've seen is just so buttery smooth, or like more yeah. more importantly 60. Like I don't really care about 4K. Yeah, I, I've been playing it in 1080p 60, and yeah. like it's good. I, yeah, I, I typically play it. That's what I use GeForce now. Because yeah. uh, that game's massive. That That's actually been the beauty of GeForce now for me lately, is that I can play games without, like, I can play around a Fortnite without having to install the 103 gigs or whatever that is Fortnite. Is Fortnite really that big? Oh my god, it's gigantic. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, no, dude, PC gaming is a dystopia for file sizes right now. That's why I was so excited Grounded's only, like, 4 gigs. So that was an instant install for me. I, yes. I have terabytes that are all that are both full right now. It's yeah. absurd. It's just the nature of gaming in 2020. No, it's not. It's the nature of people not compressing their audio, but whatever. Right. But, but like, my uncompressed audio. God. And, uh, and it's, and it's gaming in 2020. It's also textures, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you can't get around it with textures. I can complain about audio because they could be compressing it and they're not. Yeah. Texture compression is a much bigger problem. And then you'd have angry audiophiles like me who enjoy their audio not to sound crackly. Okay, well, we release 4K textures separate. Maybe we should be releasing high-fidelity audio separate. I don't know. It's your uncompressed audio, you unwashed masses. I hate it, dude. I hate that <laughs> I hate that. I feel like I have to like play, play around with files every time I want to install a new game. Because I have a fast internet connection, but it's not that fast. Like I still want to keep my core games installed all the time. Yeah, but I'm close to buying another terabyte. But like, part of me thinks like, you know, does adding another terabyte is that worth the hundred bucks that it's going to be to get a nice SSD? Like, I don't think it is because I'll fill it up with five games. You know, like I, I'll just keep playing. What around games are you installing that can fill a terabyte that fast? Uh, let's see. Sea of Thieves is not small. Master Chief Collection is getting gigantic. Fantasy Star Online 2 was not small. Final Fantasy 15 I could probably uninstall, but that's pretty big. Uh, Shadow of War is gigantic. I had uh, Modern Modern Warfare installed to play. Uh, that's over 100 what, gigs too. Yeah, whatever the battle royale. That was like 150. Like these games are gigantic. It's not literally five games, but it's not very many. The vast majority of the games I play are indie, and they're not a problem. I don't right. need to buy a new, you know, I have 100 gigs, and that's infinite indie games, basically. <laughs> but 100 gigs is not enough to download one AAA game anymore, and that sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I straight up, wild. I can't have Destiny 2 installed right now. I don't know what I would delete, because, you know, I could delete all of my indie games and not even come close to making enough room, or I could delete one or two of the very few AAA games that I play. And then, you know, I don't have that anymore. I don't know. I'm annoyed. I hate <laughs> I hate that storage is suddenly a problem again. That's the only that's the problem that cloud gaming solves for me. That's the only one that I care about really. Yeah, I don't know. Like the latency is a big thing for me for cloud gaming, but I, I, Nvidia GeForce now I do not notice it when I'm playing Destiny 2 at all. Really? Destiny yeah. 2? Yeah, that's I don't a that's a pretty it. like if it was there you'd notice it on Destiny too. Yeah, I I it does not bother me. Uh, Rocket League 
it bothered me. Uh, but I'm a, I'm, I mean, I'm not good at Rocket League, but I would consider myself some, you know, I've played enough Rocket League that a small change is going to be massive to me. So I noticed it in that. I'm sure that problem will, you know, like, I feel like, yeah. you know, xCloud is working on that, like, heavily. Yeah, I so. wish I could play my uh, Game Pass games on X or uh, on GeForce Now right now, but obviously Xbox is not going to allow that. So you're going to have to wait coming. for xCloud? Which sucks, and I wish they would put them up there for now, because there are a lot of games that you can play on Steam on GeForce Now, but you can't play them on Xbox on GeForce Now. And that's annoying, because I don't have them on Steam. I have them on Xbox. But whatever. So the 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 last sort of game that's on my mind that I think deserves a shout-out here is Tell Me Why, which is Dontnod's new game. And Dontnod, you know, obviously, Life is Strange fame. Uh, I think, you know, obviously their games are always really good, so I'm excited to check that See, out. See, I didn't realize that that was the Life is Strange guys, because I watched that trailer and I thought it was really boring. But yeah, now the trailer, that I know that it's... Yeah, the trailer didn't... I, I mean, in a vacuum, I didn't really care at all about that trailer, but I just know what Dotnod could do, so I'm like, that's almost an insta buy for me. Yeah, now that I, well, you don't have to buy it because it's on Game Pass. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but insta download. Yeah, uh, now that I know that it's by them, it's an instant download for me. Uh, but the tra- again, this, all of the trailers were awful at this. <laughs> like, none of them were good. I don't know why. It was like they were all shot by the same people. And all they had in mind was that final, um, that Maybe final. Maybe they had like button. a Microsoft marketing robot do it all. I mean, it was just bad. Like they were all so boring, so boring. But yeah, there were and, other games shown, but like that's all I can think of at the top of my head. Like, are there any others that are coming to your guys' attention? I mean, my only takeaway was Psychonauts 2 and Halo Infinite, and Halo Infinite only made the list because it was like a 20-minute trailer. Yeah, I mean, again, like. I saw. Oh, I so hated the Fable th- trailer. I thought it was terrible. I mean, it was. It was. It didn't really tell you anything. It was just a yeah. concept trailer. Like I'm so interested many in a Halo game, but watching Microsoft a fairy get eaten by a frog is boring and played out. Yeah, I mean, like, I hate to do this, right? Like, I don't want to compare Microsoft to Sony, but like, I feel like after Sony put theirs out, they should at least. Like after they, you know, Microsoft saw that they had several weeks to prepare. At least, you know scrounge up a little more gameplay i think less cgi trailers like the benefit of the ps5 conference like before it began there was like this this message that appeared on screen like everything you see from this point forward is captured directly off of a playstation 5 console system yeah it's kind of weird because this this showcase told me that like i want to play a lot of these games but I did not see a reason to buy a Series X because all of them looked like I didn't feel like I'd be getting that much value. Like, they'd be fine on my PC, and they're all coming to PC. Yeah, so I mean, why... like, I don't think a Series X really makes sense for you. For someone like me who's into console gaming, like, before this conference, honestly, I was excited for a Series X day one because, yeah. because of Halo, right? Right. But right now, like, I kind of want to wait for you know, Halo to come out and impressions to come in before I, I, I buy a Series X. So I hate to say yeah. it, but I feel like this conference... Like, this conference told me I'm probably told, getting a PS5. Convinced me not to buy a Series X when yeah, I was this, previously buying a Series X. Like, I was I was thinking, like, you know, I'm probably going to pick up one of the two next-gen. And, like, you know, this conference really just told me, like, 
I, I can already play all of these games without one. Why would I buy one? Let's get a PS5. And in terms of, like, Microsoft's exclusives, like, I feel like only Halo and Forza are going to be ready for launch. Uh, and even Halo, like, Halo, like, we think is probably not going, is probably going to be undercooked, right? Yeah. So, like, that's, I don't know, like, historically console launches aren't all that, but, like, I feel like... Yeah, I mean, you weren't going to get a Breath of the Wild. I think Halo Infinite needed to be a Breath of the Wild, and it's not really going to be. And you know what's crazy? Like, the rumored budget for Halo Infinite is $500 million. That's a lot. Which is more than any other video game ever made. Like, easily. Oh, uh, it's not going to make that back, huh? Well, so, it might, if it's just taking a cut of I game. I mean, if, guess, it's a, if it's a service game, yeah, it will. Yeah. Which it seems to be, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I really feel gross thinking about Halo right now. Yeah, Halo as a service doesn't really make sense to me. I guess it could. I mean, Halo is... That's what's weird. Halo's not a multiplayer game to me. And it is to so many people. Oh, it definitely is to me. Yeah. So. Like, God, I wish... I would do anything to be able... Not anything, but like, God, I wish I could play cross-platform co-op on the Master Chief Collection. I really... My buddy Tyler's been wanting me to play Halo for like 15 years, and now I finally have it. And we can't play the co-op together. It's and weird it just, that you can't do that, right? Like, I think my, I thought Microsoft was all about, you know, cross-platform. It's planned. It, it's planned, but it is okay. not their priority yeah. right now. Right. And, like, you know, part of me is, like, waiting. Also, I swear. I feel like Halo by the time Halo Infinite, Infinite comes out, it will be cross-platform. I swear to God, if Halo Infinite does not have couch co-op, like, I will not buy a Series X. I swear. Halo 5 didn't, did it? No, it didn't. Oh, yeah, I don't think Infinite will. Like, that was the most magical part of Halo to me, the couch co-op. I loved, there were so many nights just hanging out with my friends playing, you know, like, on the couch, playing Halo 3. Like, that's... Build a PC instead. You can um you can do couch co-op on the Master Chief Collection on PC uh, with, uh, How's that I think it's called Nucleus Co-op. Is uh, It's like a hack kind of thing. Uh, <sighs> you basically just run two, two entire instances of the game, <clears throat> and it tricks it into doing controllers so you could even do separate monitors if you wanted to i mean that's cool but just put couch co-op on your game please please oh, they're not they're not gonna do it <sighs> yeah i don't know probably not but i'm hopeful <sighs> Am it, okay am a side note it's not like you're gonna be able to play couch co-op this december <laughs> right yep still in the <laughs> pandemic <laughs> still yeah. like it's not like we live in america this yeah. could be solved in six weeks but it's not gonna be for a year and a half yeah, we're going to... I Not hope we're ready for the long-term time. shutdown. Oh, gosh. Who says people are taking the vaccine? <laughs> I mean, I don't uh, care. This if, is America. Like, it, I don't care if people take the vaccine or not. Like, I'm taking the vaccine, and then I'm going to yeah. go out in the world. You know, it's on yeah, you if you're not going to take the vaccine. Work. Yeah, as long as I take the vaccine, I'm fine. That doesn't help immunocompromised people, but, you know, I will not be a part of the problem if I get the vaccine and start exactly. going out. And yeah. I will be very happy, and I will do that. God, now I'm all riled up thinking about the pandemic and Microsoft's showing. Sorry. What were you playing, Connor? What am I playing? Yeah. Um, I got a couple of games. Uh, I think I'm going to start with Carrion, because that's the game I've been playing the most. And uh, oh, I, think I, talked... I played the demo for that. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. It's out. And, uh, oh, I need to buy it. It is pretty fun. Uh, I liked it. It's probably a 7 out of 10 for me if I'm assigning numbers. 6 or 7. <clears throat> And Connor's uh, 7 does, is, like, my 8, so... 
Yeah. It does have its problems. It gets a little repetitive. Like, what is it? But it shakes up the formula enough. My biggest problem with it, and I get what they're doing, there's like, like it's a Metroidvania, kind of. Uh. And it definitely turns into more of a Metroidvania towards the <laughs> end of the game because the, the more power. It, it's weird because it's super linear until like your powers start making it not linear anymore because you start breaking down these barriers that kind of make like you realize that these linear levels you played through actually are not that separate that you like you thought they were and that's kind of an interesting take on it because i saw i saw it described as a metroidvania and i didn't really agree with that and i'm not a stickler like you know i i don't need it to adhere strictly to the metroidvania formula i had a lot of fun just playing you know it was a game pass game i fired it up i got to play as a monster eat some scientists but the design got really interesting later on, and I thought it was doing a pretty good job of guiding me where I needed to go, but it does not have a map. <laughs> like, there is not a map screen that you can look at, and that wasn't a huge problem until I had to go visit my mom for a weekend, and I fired the game back up, and it does not at all tell you where to go. I, I do not think that I can finish this game. <laughs> I mean, isn't I, I that kind of like a hallmark of Metroidvanias, though? Like, you just sort of have to figure no, it out. No, but, like, backtrack. a Metroidvania, almost always, you're like, oh, I know that I haven't been here yet. I can go check, you know, can I get to it? I have no way of looking at that. Like, I I do not, like, this map is gigantic, and I do not mm-hmm. know, like, the only way to know where I have and haven't been is, like, if there are people still alive there when I get there. And, like, it's labyrinthine, like... It's a 2D map, but there are, like, doors you can step into. Like, that's another thing Metroidvanias typically don't do. It's a purely 2D map. There are not doors that you can go into. And this game does have those doors that you can go into that just kind of confuse things for me. And I, uh, yeah, I'm going to try because it's really fun. And I, I even kind of want 100% it. But I, I don't know. I think I'm at the very end of the game because I'm running out of buttons to add powers to. <laughs> But, like, I do not know where to go at all. Like, I mean, can are you that against looking up, like, a guide or something? No, I'm probably going to. The problem with looking up a guide is, like, there are named areas and everything, but you visit them multiple times with new powers. And so I don't even really know how to find where I'm at, because I haven't gotten a new power in a while. And I've been to a couple, like, I, I don't even know if I've been going the right direction for the past, like, 30 minutes. So Jeez. Even if I found a guide that told me where to go from where <laughs> I'm supposed to be, I don't know if I could get back there. So that's a pretty, that is maybe a big flaw. But maybe this is the part of the game where I'm supposed to go back and pick up the scraps and then something will eventually become clear to me. I really can't tell yet. So I'm not willing to call that a flaw just yet. Because I typically, I, I liked that it didn't have a map. Because you're a giant meat monster. Like, you probably couldn't read a map if you had one. And there have been these, like, panels on the wall that kind of tell you, like, like their information for the, the human scientists to read. And it's like, oh, the monster was last detected here. Everybody is supposed to report here to hide. And you're like, oh, well, that's where I'm going. And uh, that's been cool. And it also, like, there are signs posted every once in a while that tell you, like, how destroyed an area is. And that kind of tells you, like, have I done everything there? And so that's all super smart, diegetic UI that I really like. 
but I, I'm, I'm hitting, I'm kind of like a map right now. <laughs> Even if it was like a room that had a map in it that I could go look at, that would be excellent. That would, that would absolutely solve it. I don't need a button, but I do wish just, and I feel like it wouldn't have been an issue if I didn't have to walk away from the game. If I could have played it all in like one or two sittings, but that's not realistic in, you know, modern life. Yeah, but I really like it. Uh, another game I played, I played Just Cause 4 uh, for about an nice. hour, and I hated it, and I don't <laughs> really? play it anymore. That game is so boring. I, I think those games are like the, uh, I don't know, like the, the Transformers of games, right? Like the Transformers movies, yeah. just like turn off your brain and enjoy the explosions. I typically like B-movie level writing in games and stuff. But, like, I could not turn my brain off enough to make this story make sense. Like, you hide in this, like, third world country town, and people show up with guns looking for you, and they start shooting civilians, and the civilians suddenly become, like, immediately, in, like, a split second, become an armed militia fighting for you, and they'll do whatever you tell them. To be fair, I don't really think anyone's ever played Just Cause games for the story. I know, I know, I'm asking a lot, but, like, I don't know, the combat didn't really do it for me either. Like, the random chaotic stuff you could do was kind of neat, and, like, the explosions looked kind of nice, but the visuals weren't so good that I could just, like, let my eyes glaze over and watch the movie, you know? I don't know. It didn't do it for me. I'm probably going to uninstall it later today. I got it for free. And the other game I played is Watch Dogs 2, which, um... I liked the gameplay. A lot of Watch Dogs 2 these past few weeks. Yeah, uh, well, they gave it away for free. Oh, right, yeah. Forgot about that. So that's why I played it. And Watch Dogs 2 did tell me that I'm probably going to pick up Watch Dogs Legion day one. Yeah, Legion is looking quite promising. Uh, But Watch Dogs 2 had some serious... And I think they're solving this with uh, Watch Dogs Legion because they're kind of... Like, you're almost a terrorist cell in Watch Dogs Legion. Like, you're, you're an actual rebel cause and everything. But in Watch Dogs 2, you play as, like, these plucky hackers, and in the cutscenes, you're, like, the good guys. You're standing up to the man and stuff. But, like, in the actual gameplay, you're 3D printing firearms and killing innocent security guards, like, a lot. You don't have to, but if you don't, it feels like you're playing the game wrong. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of of lethal stuff in Watch Dogs 2 that just doesn't... Like, yeah, like there's a part where somebody kills somebody and like you're going you're going on this revenge mission against a gang. And I was like, all right, this is it. This I'm like, yeah, I feel okay shooting these people like, you know, the protagonist is mad. It's maybe weird that he's so good with guns when he's just supposed to be a nerdy hacker, but that's fine. I can look past it. There's like a thing I, I unlocked where I could like call the police in. And they would do a lot of the dirty work for me. And I was like, yes, this is cool. I can sneak in in the chaos and do what I need to do while the police are causing, you know, causing problems as they do. And uh, I also felt like there were a couple of parts where, like, the feds were after you. And, like, almost in a Grand Theft Auto sense, like, yeah, these people are screwing you over. Like, maybe it's not so bad to fight them with lethal means. But, like... For most of the game, like, even stealing somebody's car felt wrong. Like, I, I I can scan these people and, like, learn about them, like, their actual characters, and I'm just going to take their car? <laughs> like, that's not cool. 
Yeah, uh, I think that's just one of those like open worldy things that are like dissonant with the actual narrative being told. Yeah, you know? but it, this is the worst case of it I've ever seen. Yeah, like people like yeah, to bring in, that up in my on brief charge. time with Watch Dogs too. I did notice that dissonance there, and it was kind of jarring. But I like, think it's going to be better. Like, you can play as an actual assassin in Watch Dogs Legion. They showed that. And, like, that alone solves... That's a solved problem all of a sudden. Like, if he's a if he's somebody that is comfortable killing, then, like, okay, I, you know what? You've solved it. We're good. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, it was weird. And also, if I hear the word hack and data, like, I get it. <laughs> it was weird. The dialogue in it was written well enough that they actually really captured the feeling of a game jam, in my opinion, in the hacker space. Like, there were a couple parts where it really did feel like the same as us doing a game jam in the Game Developers Club. And I think that their ability to capture that culture is really good. But then you'd be, like, driving around and they'd be like, hey, Marcus, somebody's hacking your data and blah, blah, blah. You got And the answer was to go shoot them. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of dumb. And also, if I have to hear the word hack and data one more time, I'm going to throw up in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hack the planet, man. Yeah, I did like but- the writing of Watch Dogs, too, because it felt like... It felt fun. Everything was, like, a jaunt. It didn't yeah. try to be, like, dark and edgy. It was just, like... Exactly. A bunch of millennials running around San Francisco fighting the man. Yeah, I'd probably give it a six and a half out of ten. Uh, I'd give it a, a more generous seven and a half. Yeah, it, it leans towards seven. If it weren't or for the writing, it's like an average game. Guys, are we the, are we gonna are we gonna start reviewing games now and putting numbers on them? Yeah, I mean but maybe. My I, I, scale, I feel the need five to when average. I, like, I feel the need to when I say a bunch of negative stuff about a game because I really did enjoy this game. Right. And I would recommend it even. Even if it wasn't for free, I would recommend it because I think I would say that it's a better game than GTA Five easily, easily. It, I mean, I agree with you because I dislike GTA Five, but I'm sure a lot of people would take issue with that. Honestly, GTA I like five, GTA Five Seven for me. Yeah. Yeah, GTA Five. I just I don't know the the open world when you add this hacking stuff to it uh, that does a lot for me. It just got more interesting. Uh, I think that's. All I've played the past week. Okay. I've played a lot of games. Yeah, I've played quite a few as well. Uh, I'm just thinking about them, going through them in my head. So I've played... I I finished my second playthrough of The Last of Us Part 2. I finished my second playthrough of God of War. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot of video games, okay? There's nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, and I started playing Ghost of Tsushima, which is the main thing I want to talk about today. I've heard very good things about it. So I'm really enjoying this game. And I think the biggest thing about it is that they nail the tone. Like, it feels like the perfect samurai game. And I don't think we've really gotten a true samurai game before this one. And I think it it is an open world game. Is Sekiro not a samurai game? It's it's really not. It's like an action Souls-like. And more action-y Souls-like game, right? Okay. And I don't want to call Neo a samurai game either, because it's also trying to be a Souls-like, but it's more focused on, like, like it's more Dark Souls-y than even Sekiro in the sense that, like, there's so many different build options and stats and stuff. But Sekiro is just, like, pure twitchy action. Okay. But, you know, like, this is a grounded samurai. Like, there are no fantastical elements. It's, like, an actual samurai game. And they were they said they were inspired by Akira Kurosawa's uh, fam- samurai films 
and it really shows like this is this is mimicking that style to a t almost and just to introduce some criticism like there is some open worldliness to it but i think the reason i'm okay with it is because the presentation of this game is just so darn good right like the like the ui is very minimal right like if it shows up right like it goes away as soon as like it isn't needed anymore and i really like that about this game like cuz there's so many beautiful like landscapes and stuff to look at in this game like almost every shot of this game like i feel like you could hang up as like a poster like it's just gorgeous the style and i think that really solves some of the open worldy problems too the style right like like if you open up your map right and click like i want to go here right you don't have to like keep consulting your map to get there because the wind will start blowing in that direction and you just sort of follow the wind and you'll get to where you're going to go eventually that's very good and uh, yeah i thought that was really cool and uh like i think another big aspect of this game that i didn't really see coming is the customization options like there are all sorts of like cool like straw hats and ninja headbands and face masks and like samurai armor or like ronin robes or like wanderers capes that you can equip and like you just look so cool and you look like a real samurai and the combat is like it's very uh at least like on the difficulty i'm I'm playing on hard like if you if you get cut like like three or four times you're dead right like you're not going to be able to take like three thousand hits so the combat has to be like very, you know, it's it's measured and like precise. It's like a more refined uh what's the best way to put it? It's like not like Sekiro or Neo at all. It's it's kind of like Spider-Man, I guess, but like there's definitely more of an emphasis on like sword parrying and stuff like that. But the combat, actually, I think the combat is honestly the best part about this game. Like, it feels so visceral. And my favorite thing to do, there's this skill called, like, a standoff, right? So when you approach, like, a, like, like the enemies are the Mongols in this game. It takes place in 13th century Japan, the Mongol invasion of Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, when you approach, like, a group of Mongols, uh, Jin, you know, the, the main character... He calls them out, right? Like, and a standoff begins, right? So it's like almost like an old Western, but, you know, Japanese. So like an old samurai movie, right? So the two characters, like, like square off. And you're basically, like, holding triangle down, right? And what you're supposed to do as soon as the character, like, moves to attack you, you're supposed to let go of triangle. And that'll, like, unsheath your sword and cut them down and begin the fight, Right? But you can, like, upgrade that skill to, like, take down up to three enemies that way. So, like, it's really cool. So, like, you're standing off with this enemy. And they do, like, feint attacks to try and get you to, like, let go of triangle at the right time. But, like, they attack you. You cut them down. Another one comes at you. You cut him down, too, in one stroke. And then the third one comes out. You cut him down. And then you start actually fighting with the rest of the enemies. And it's just so freaking cool. Um, So... I think they just nail the feeling of samurai combat. And the story is really good too. Like it's not like mind blowing or anything, like especially coming out off of The Last of Us Part Two. But like it's really good and like you really feel for Jin and his journey and uh the sort of like duality of what he's facing, right? Like he he is an honorable samurai, but he has to basically kill that part of himself if he is to win this war against the Mongols and become more of like 
a ghost, right? So that's the name, Ghost of Tsushima. And what do I mean by ghost, right? Like, he has to result to dirty tricks like assassination and, like, stuff like that. And there's, like, skills that flesh out your samurai skills and your ghost skills. And it's really interesting because as the story progresses, right, he becomes more of a ghost and less of a samurai. And your skills also evolve to reflect that in a very natural way. And I think I, – I, I just think this game, like, marries everything together so wonderfully. And it's a beautiful capstone uh, to send off the PS4 generation. That's all I got. It sounds good. Uh, I uh, I don't typically go for the samurai aesthetic, if I'm being honest. That's kind of what's kept me away from Sekiro, which is dumb, I know. But, like, something about it doesn't call to me. Yeah, I, I, like, a lot of games use samurai as, like, set dressing, right? But, like, this is a tried and true, like, this is a real samurai game. Like, See, and that, that actually put, turns me away more so than brings me in, because I don't like the set dressing, even. So, like, yeah. I don't know. It almost mean, makes me think I should give it a shot just to see uh, if I, mean, I can I solidify why I think that. Maybe watch a couple minutes of gameplay and yeah. see what you think of it. But like I, I, I think it, I think it's a great game. You know, I think it's a solid like. I, I mean, I'm still like less than halfway through it, I would guess. But where I'm at right now, I'd give it like an eight point five out of ten. I could wow. easily see that growing to a nine if the story like keeps getting better. But yeah, what about you, Mike? Uh, I haven't been playing much with moving and stuff, but I recently picked up back up playing StarCraft Two again. So <laughs> that's you play you play like a lot a of those thousand hour games, Mike. <laughs> StarCraft Two is not a thousand hour game. What are you talking about? Is it not? It's, an, it's like an infinite hour game. You yeah. can put a lot. I haven't put that much time into it. I'm mostly just playing the campaign though, because the campaigns are on sale. Because apparently the game's a decade old now. Oh, that surprised I me. Older than that. No, it launched in 2010. Okay. So I just bought the rest of the campaigns, and so I'm running, finally finishing up Wings of Liberty and going on to the other campaigns. And honestly, they're pretty good. The game feels good for being 10 years old. Maybe because it's the only RTS that's actually still played. I was going to say, RTS, like, game feels not a big deal in that. I feel like it's pretty easy to have an RTS that feels good. Yeah, RTS is a dead genre though because no one's innovated in it and those that do innovate end up not selling well or not marketing enough and no big companies willing to take the risk and market with those which is unfortunate i love rts as a genre like it's one of my favorite but not much i can do so starcraft 2 like this is just my ignorance but like i didn't really even know it was there was a campaign i thought it was just like a multiplayer game oh yeah no. It has a full single-player campaign available for free. Wings of Liberty is completely free. Really? Yeah, you can play the first the first original campaign right now if you just download StarCraft 2. Uh, plus full multiplayer and some co-op commanders. But cool. co-op's even good. Everything about StarCraft 2 is good if you don't want to play multiplayer. There's even custom games. I loaded up a custom game that turned StarCraft 2 into a third-person shooter. That's weird. Yeah, it w- it felt weird, but it was kind of cool, and it functioned as a third-person shooter, which was surprising. And it's a testament to their creation engine that you can put a third-person shooter in an RTS game. Yeah, well, maybe we'll see like the next great uh, game genre get created. Like we saw something similar happen, right? Like f- with uh, help me out. 
Warcraft, Warcraft three. Warcraft, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same devs. Yeah. And then and then Warcraft three comes through. Reforged comes through, and it's like, yeah, we now own everything you put on in custom content. Yeah. They don't know, want another great. Dota escaping. It was it was really cool that you guys you know did really great stuff, but I I think you should stop. You know, I think I think we had our fun. <laughs> we don't want to we don't want this to go out of control and lose money mm. again. Remember back when Blizzard no was an okay allowed. company? Those yeah, re- remember when every AAA company was okay? Yeah, Blizzard, Bethesda, yeah. Remember back when they made good games? That was fun. <laughs> Me, well, Ubisoft wasn't okay back in the day. Yeah, Ubisoft, I feel like, has gotten better. I mean, there's been a whole... Did you? Uh, this is a whole thing, but did you guys follow the accusations and Oh, uh, yeah, and accusations I think, I think they're handling everything pretty well, yeah. all considered. I, I think Ubisoft has had a massive glow up in the past like four years. Yeah, certainly in terms of their actually out, no outflow. longer than that. I mean, Watch Dogs Two, I feel like was one of the the starts of them getting it together. Other than the Far Cry games, Far Cry Three was a good was Far Cry Three was probably one of their best open world games to come out. I still and... need a sequel to Rayman Legends. I'm so mad every time I watch an Ubisoft press conference and I don't see Rayman Legends, Rayman Myths, or whatever, whatever the sequel to Rayman Legends would be. I'm angry. Rayman that mythology. game is so good. I'm they made sure, an entire I'm sure it's coming. What? I'm sure it's coming. It has to. Yeah. Be. It, but they made like the whole Ubi art engine for Rayman Origins and Legends, and I don't know what else that's been even used for. And like, I think it was used for uh, Child of Light. <sighs> I think you can license it to make other stuff with it too, but like. Hold on, uh, Ubi Art Framework. Oh, it got used for Rayman Mini, Rayman Adventures, <laughs> Gravity Falls, Legend of Gnome Gemulets, Valiant. Oh, Arch, I do Great think War. Rayman's had some good games on mobile, like some actually good games, maybe. Rayman I, Fiesta Run. Yeah, I don't typically play mobile games. I think Rayman pretty much did the Mario Run thing, except a million times better, and then nobody cared. I even think I have that downloaded on my phone. I just don't play mobile games much, especially, you yeah. know, I'm COVID. I'm at home. Why would I play mobile games? Right. Wasn't there a Rayman game for, like, PlayStation 1 where it was, like, addition? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what was there that was. Called? And it was, like, yeah, it was really hard, too, I think. Like, the addition was obviously not very hard, but the actual game was incredibly difficult. What was it called? I don't remember. Let me look it up. Uh, Rayman Brain Games? Hold on. I need to know. Yeah, I think it's called Rayman Games. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I remember it being super hard and like a really difficult two. Yeah, it's really it's a really difficult two D platformer with some really easy arithmetic that you do along the way. What a weird combination! I don't want that. I don't like that. No, it did not (laughs) look fun. All right, I think that will do it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use. Uh, please click the link in the description to join our Discord and chat with us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yep, see you guys next week. See you next time. Bye.